0: what's going on elsewhere citizens welcome back to 2019 this is the official first episode of our show for the year sorry if it's still a little echoey I'm still in my old place so uh, audio quality is still going to be a little bit low but we are gonna move right forward with it a um, bit of a short show today I'm looking at ...approximately about 30 minutes possibly, maybe a little bit shorter. We're going to try and keep the shows shorter, that way I can record more often and keep them crank, keep cranking them out for you guys. First, a little housekeeping. Thank you all so much for all of your help uh, listening to the show recently. You guys are really helping us out. Uh, there's a lot of uh, monetization that I'm trying to get for the show... ...and the more episodes I crank out, the more times it gets played, the more times the ads get listened to... ...the more money comes into the show... And I'm going to be super transparent with you. We've got about 92 listens so far for the entire series for season one, quote unquote. And thank you so much to all of you who have listened. Um, monetization, basically per play, is less than about 0.01 cents, uh, or somewhere around there, because I have about 22 cents to the to the show right now. But you know what? That's okay. It's you know It's a slow beginning. It's a slow process. And again, thank you to all of you uh, Instagram listeners. I've got about 80-something of you on the page right now. Hopefully, we can get that up to 100 by the end of the month. But thank you once again for all of your support. If you want to keep track of me and see more of my day-to-day posts, you can follow me uh, at Elseworld Citizen on Instagram and Twitter. I also have a Facebook page at Elseworld Citizen. You can listen to the show on Anchor which is going to be the main hub for the foreseeable future. Apple Podcast, Spotify, um, you name it. It's out there. I'm on about 12 different channels uh, thanks to Anchor's amazing support system. So keep on listening, guys, and thank you all for your support no matter where you are listening from. It really means a lot to me. So let's get started here. First of all, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about what the purpose of this show is. I know some of you might have caught up with me um, halfway through the season of 2018, and so I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about what Elseworld Citizen really is about. You see, about six or seven months back, I remember the big Marvel VDC the uh negativity and the fan backlash from movies tv shows comics what have you kind of reached a plateau um and i realized that a lot of us are starting to really draw lines in the sand when it comes to our fandom what it means to be a fan what it means to be a lover of the movies of the shows of the comics and really honestly it began to really make me angry And I realized that there's not enough shows out there that really talk to the point of staying positive, finding things to enjoy out of all content, not just talking about the negatives, but more or less focusing on the positive. And that's what the goal of this show is. The goal of this show is to talk about the movies that come out, the TV shows, and most importantly, of course, the comics. And... The goal of it is to help find you guys some new, odd, different content that you may not have heard of before, that you may not have seen advertised brands that you may not have known of, uh, publishers you may not know of, and be able to explore new and weird content. Maybe it's good, maybe it's not, but the most important thing is that we keep an open mind, keep an Elf's world state of mind, so to speak, and be able to see the positive, even if it's a terrible movie, even if it's not really the movie for you, be able to find sequences and moments out of books and TV shows and movies that you enjoy. And that you can walk away saying, you know what, maybe it wasn't for me, but this scene, that moment, that page, that drawing, that artwork really spoke to me. That moment, this piece really spoke to me and it was worth the price of admission or finding something that you can, you can take from it that is impactful and that is important. And that's really what this show is going to be about. It's going to be me. It's going to be guests when i finally able to get um, some other people physically in the room. I've got some good news. I believe I'm going to be having a guest on our next recording, which should be next week. So follow my Instagram at Elseworld Citizen. We're going to be um, kind of documenting uh, the journey back up to North Florida, where I'm going to be sitting down with one of my best buds. Um, and possibly maybe a couple of more people, and it's going to be really fun because we're going to explore our love of comics. So that being said, let's get into the news. So we've got some uh, really fun stuff coming up. War of the Realms, Journey into Mystery. It's a five-part issue that's part of a big crossover event uh, that's taking place in the Marvel Comics. Um, this is being written by actually a full family of relatives... Um, Clint Griffin, Justin, and Travis McElroy are all writing this. And the art's going to be by Andre Lima Arahu. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. We also have a brand new Transformers comic book series coming in 2019. The Magicians, um, the sci-fi TV show, uh, has a prequel comic that is coming out. It is officially launched as of this month, January 2019, and we also have a brand new Young Justice comic book series that has been launched with uh, alongside the new Young Justice series. And I'm really looking forward to the um, War of the Realms. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a slight spinoff from, from the usual Marvel canon. And this is something that I like to do a lot. I like to find books that are isolated and you can just pick up and read all at once. Um, if you've listened in the past, I've really recommended uh, Batman Damned despite the controversies it has. It's a really fun little series. Incredible artwork. Um, there's also the Batman The Dark Prince. Charming, I believe is the title of it. but I really look, uh, really encourage you to check that out. Of course, um, Batman White Knight is incredible. And of course and right now I'm kind of being a little nostalgic. I've started rereading um, Spider-Man Ultimate uh, Maximum Carnage, excuse me. Um, which was my first ever comic book I read. So, if you're looking for a really good comic book to read, Maximum Carnage is incredible. Talk about you want to talk about Marvel crossovers, like it's got everybody in it. So yeah, I've got um, Transformers is unique. Um, I believe they have a brand brand new writing team as well. Uh, really excited to see what what comes of that, especially with Bumblebee having such an amazing success over the winter holiday. I also got a chance to go see Aquaman, which I am. Happy to report is very enjoyable a really fun movie. It had its quirky and odd moments um, and I, I was fortunate enough to go with my girlfriend so I was able to kind of see how a normal audience member would react to content that she may or may not know of. It was really it was really informative and very eye-opening and but but it, the nice thing was that we both enjoyed it. It was really a fun little movie. Um, the writing was spotty at times, but they were very true to I think what I envisioned Aquaman to be. They were very, very visually accurate to the comics, um, and they were also very, very somewhat accurate to the characters as well. But that being said, I think I think the world building and the the way that Atlantis is portrayed is very accurate to a lot of what the um the animated series. The Justice League animated series built on it um, so I'm really excited for the sequel because they are going to make a sequel in the time that has passed bef- since my last recording um, we have had some rumblings about the next Wonder Woman movie um, some people are saying it's a little lighthearted, it's a little goofy um, especially since it's taking place in the 80s. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I'm staying hopeful, though, especially since we're getting our first-ever live-action Cheetah. Uh, really excited to see how they um, how they do the CGI on that because it's, it's got to be a CGI character. I'm not sure if they are doing physical makeup or not, but I'm assuming it's going to be a lot of motion capture and a lot of CGI, so hopefully it looks good. Um, that's, you know, of course, the... Thing I took away from the first Wonder Woman was that the villain was so so, so I'm hoping it does really well. But back to some of the comic book news uh, Magicians prequel comic book is coming out. I'm actually a really big fan of the Magicians TV show. I've binged through the entire show recently again. Um, I've rewatched it. I think this is probably my third time rewatching the series. Um, it's just, it's really fun. It's really goofy. It's very meta. There's a ton of meta content in there, and um, it keeps itself well grounded within the rules that it sets up. Um, there's some rebootness to the last few seasons, um, so we'll see where it goes from here. But that being said, the characters are really well written. There's a lot of fun dynamics, lots of drama, um, and a lot of humor too for for a very dark show. Because magicians, if you've watched magicians, you know that as the, as the story progresses, it gets very dark. There was, there's a path where the, the story arc just gets extremely dark and they try to stay lighthearted in some moments, but it gets very dark, very serious. And I think the writers learned from that as they concluded the most recent series, they got, uh, they, they realized, you know, we have to make it more fun. We have to keep the humor balanced with the seriousness of the show, um, and it just it becomes more enjoyable as you keep watching. Um, so if you're ever one that kind of dropped out when, um, when the magic started to fall off the map and when characters started to become isolated, if if you if that's when you drop off, you know, keep going, keep giving it a chance. There's a lot more fun, humor, and excitement to it, uh, and you'll enjoy it as the story proceeds. Um Next up, I've got some um, top picks for comics right now. I've I've been a little delayed, so to speak, um, in reading comics lately. I've been reading more books. I recently finished a Norse mythology book by Neil Gaiman, which was fantastic. Um, if you're a big Marvel comics fan and you love the Thor movies, I highly recommend you read it because uh, Neil Gaiman uh, does a very good job of staying a little bit more true to the mythos. I'm a big Norse mythology fan. I've read a ton of books on it, ton of um history, Norse history books as well. The only one that I would say this is very similar to the Marvel movies is uh, Loki. Uh, The way Neil writes Loki's character and the way his choices are is actually very accurate, very close um, in similarity to Tom Hiddleston's Loki from the movies, which I find interesting because uh, Loki is definitely a lot more sympathetic in the mythos, at least according in the way that Neil Gaiman um, writes him. So if you if you haven't gotten a chance, look it up. Uh, look up Neil's work. He um, his Norse book is probably one of the top sellers for the New York Times. So um, won't be hard to find it. So another uh, big thing I wanted to talk about was um, there's been a few comics that I have on my watch list, um, on my wish lists, so to speak, uh, that I've been trying to track down lately. And these are in no particular order, mind you. Um, but uh, the first one is called Resident Alien Volume 5 Alien in New York. Um, but since it talks about my hometown, I really got excited. So here's the description. It says, a stranded alien continues to hide in plain sight in Patience, Washington, posing as the small town's doctor. He has no intention of leaving unless it's to get back to his home planet. When a startling new mystery catches Dr. Harry van der Spiegel's attention, he takes a trip to New York City with a close friend, a Native American shaman, and the hope of finally finding a way to communicate with his home world. I find this series interesting and it first came to my attention through geek mom there's a blog site of two parents who like to find comic books that are kid friendly but also have adult content in them that allows them to read them with their kids and this was one that she selected as well and it's a gorgeous cover it's got you know it's got the empire state building on the cover the backgrounds pinkish and purple the state building, of course, is lit up in multi-colors with the green sketch of the protagonist, our alien, so to speak, um, kind of projected onto the building. So it is it is really fascinating, and it intrigues me, and it wants me... Anything to do with New York City, really, I will always read. If it has to do with New York, um, I will usually pick it up. It's the reason why I loved Spider-Man so much when I was younger. I was traveling in and back and forth to New York so much as a kid that, you know, I really wanted to be able to read comics that talked about my hometowns and talked about kind of history. So that was one that has always uh, stood out to me. Another big thing that I'm right now I'm looking at are is the uh, omnibuses of Hellboy, as I've talked about in the past. Um, with the new Hellboy movie coming out, the you know, the talk, of course, is that it's far more accurate to the comics. Um, their inspiration was more to go back to the source material. So I'm right now I'm keeping an eye on the omnibuses on Amazon for them to go on a discount price so I can physically buy them. Um, when it comes to certain comics, I like having physical, uh, physical copies. But if it's, a, if it's a series, if it's a five-part series, I tend to just buy the digital. If it's a quick, short read and I'm traveling somewhere or I have a lot of work that week, I tend to like to have a digital copy because then I can just keep my tablet with me, especially if I'm staying over at a friend's place or something. I can bring out my tablet. I can open up my Kindle reader, and I can just fly through a series right then and there. That's about it for for comic book news and selections, really, and my thoughts on Aquaman. I know I'm not as well put together this month um, that being said I ha- I've been planning a lot for this show I have a really big vision for where I want to take this how I want the structure to be and I'm kind of caught in the middle right now so I don't I didn't get a chance to write show notes um, the way I usually do so you're kind of getting me halfway in between where it's somewhat built somewhat not Um but that being said i want to kind of tie things up here by giving you a last segment that i want to be a part of the show from now on and that is really talking about um finding positive things and um reuniting the fandom in a new way and i want this i want that's what i really want this show to kind of be about and kind of spearhead is the positive reinforcement and positive thought about comics and I really want to t- start it off by telling you all about how I discovered comics and how I started becoming a comic book reader because it's more the reverse and it's more, it's so millennial it's not even funny. Um, but I first be- fell in love with these characters, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was in my teens. I was watching Saturday morning comics, uh, cartoons, and uh I turned on TV, and the X-Men were on. The 90s X-Men cartoon was on, uh, and followed by Spider-Man. And then in the evenings, there was the Batman animated series. And I just started watching reruns constantly. And Spider-Man, of course, was one of my big favorites. So was the X-Men. I believe even the Iron Man animated show started kicking on reruns sometime when I was in my later teens as well. Um, And I remember begging my mom and dad to take me to the comic book shop one day and they told me I could only get one book and so I bought the biggest book I could find there and that was Spider-Man Maximum Carnage and it really blew my mind because I there was Spider-Man there was Venom I I knew of the Hobgoblin I knew of Carnage so to speak from the show but I didn't know all these other characters like Iron Fist um you know uh Cloak and Dagger I didn't know them, and this was my first interaction—introduction, really—to an ensemble that was completely alien to me, um, and it just blew my mind. the The colors were fantastic. the The interpretations of the dynamics between Spider Man and Venom and Carnage was really fun to see. Um, really fun to understand the 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 ideologies that were similar yet different for both Venom and Spider Man, for Eddie and Peter and it really opened me up to reading comics and s- later after that I picked up crossover comics these kind of quote-unquote what-if comics and the first one I found was a Batman Wolverine like spinoff in which Logan it's it's more of a what-if of saying instead of Bruce Wayne being Batman what if Logan was the rich billionaire playboy who went to the Weapon X program and him and Sabretooth were the quote-unquote mashup. So Logan was the Batman, or Claws, Dark Claw, as they called him. And then Sabretooth was Hyena. So it was was a Joker-Sabretooth kind of mashup. And there was only one issue, only one issue I found. I'm still trying to find digital copies somewhere. And it was the weirdest mashup ever, because here's a Batman who... Or you know, a Wolverine. He's he's willing to take lives. He kind of saves lives. Kind of doesn't. It's an odd combo. Um, but it was fascinating, and it, it really made me. It made me think about comics in a completely different way. And ever since then, I've kind of had this. You know, I've had this back and forth with a lot of my friends where I usually tend to really love something. If it's a movie or if it's a TV show, I tend to really love it at first. And then I used to allow people's opinions of the shows affect my own and change my opinion. And instead of me kind of coming to my own conclusion, I used to adopt others' thoughts and others' views of what I was watching. Um, and that's kind of how, you know, I'm, I'm part of the YouTube generation, you know, um, I've basically been around since the start of it and the YouTubers, the reactors, um, and, you know, the, uh, critics who kind of came to fame through YouTube, I started to really follow, get, you know, be a part of these followings of critics who, I would basically be adopting their own view of what I was watching. And it wasn't until I became aware of John Schnepp through AMC Movie Talk that Schnapp really helped me be able to understand, you know, I have a thought, there are other people's opinions, but I need to be able to sit back and form my own. And the beauty of John Schnapp is the fact that despite if there was something bad about a movie, he still found something good out of it. And that's what I want to do with this show. This show is meant to talk about the fun, the positive no matter how bad the movie is like like even like a movie like Venom. I love Venom. I think it I think it's as close to a Venom movie that we're going to get for a long time, but hopefully the sequel will be even better. And that's the goal of this show. The goal of this show is to be to build a community where we can talk about a movie And no matter how bad it might seem, how poorly it was written, or how bad the CGI is, we should be able to sit down as a group and collectively say, okay, wasn't perfect but here's what was fun. Here's what was great. And we can all take something positive away from it. Rather than focusing on the negative, focus on the positive and have positive reinforcement because the most important thing for us as a comic book community and as a fandom is that we shouldn't be isolating ourselves. This idea of tribalism and, 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 and isolating each other into, you're a fan of this, and you're a fan of this, and I'm a fan of this, and w- because of that, we can't agree. And because of that, we can only disagree, and we can only throw jabs at each other. And, you know, I won't ever read what you're reading, or I won't ever watch what you're watching. That, that should never happen, because if that happens, you know, granted, yes, we're supporting different content, and we're, we're kind of trying to encourage you know creativity in in new ways, but at the same time, you know we are all part of the same society. We're part of the same community, and by isolating ourselves, we are we are closing off our minds as well, and we're closing ourselves off to new things, to new experiences. And by doing that, we're we're pretty much muting our humanity. We're we're losing touch with. Really, what this is supposed to be about. And that is storytelling and being storytellers. That's what our society is. And if we isolate ourselves, we're isolating stories, we're isolating history, we're isolating creativity. And we will never be able to grow, develop and mature and improve as people. And, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to help improve myself. I want to be open to new stories, I want to be open to new thought, and I want to be able to take something away from it, you know? Even if it's the most weird, off-the-wall, crazy, stupid story that shouldn't be told, there's something to learn from it. There's always something to learn from it, and there's something to take away from it and be able to say, okay, not for me, not my kind of story, or that's very skewed and, and very inappropriate but there's always some way to say you know you know what i can see what you were trying to go for with telling that story and i can understand that perspective here's my own but not be able to say you know i never want to speak to you again i never want to watch that again there's always there should be always something to take from it like for instance godzilla like there's a godzilla movie that recently came out by gareth edwards I can't stand the first like 40 to 50 minutes of it, but I watch it. I put it in anyway and I jump right to the like the last 40 minutes because that last 40 minutes with Godzilla versus the Mutos is amazing. I love it. Like that's what I want that's what I love to wa- I love to watch from a Godzilla story. So, you know, and that's what works for me. That's what I do. So, thank you guys for listening to my rambling. We're right on the 27 mark, just about, so as always, my name is TJ. Thank you guys for listening. Welcome. If you're new, welcome to the World Citizenship. I am your host. I will be for the foreseeable future. Maybe we'll have new guests and new hosts on as the, as the monetization begins to pay for itself. Until that point, have a great day, guys. Happy New Year. Excelsior. We're here you know, we're we're still here for you, Stan. You'll always be a part of us. I'll have a Stanley centric episode uh probably next week. Um until then, keep an Elseworld state of mind, guys. You can follow me at, at TJ Aqua at the TJ Aqua. That's my personal page. You can follow me at Elseworld Citizen on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And as always, stay sweaty and have a good one, guys.